This episode of Truth Table is brought to you by InterVarsity Press, whose vision is to catalyze redemption, restoration, and revival in our divided and broken world. Follow IVP on Twitter at IVPress and visit IVP's website at www.ivpress.com. Hey y'all, welcome to Truth Table, Midwives of Culture for Grace and Truth. I'm McKemini. I'm Michelle. And I'm Christina. This table is built by Black women and for Black women. So welcome to the table, sisters. How y'all doing? Well, well, well. I mean, <laughs> I'm not doing okay, a different way. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I'm like, today the song is gone. <laughs> Ooh, wow. <laughs> oh my gosh how can we sing you know um songs in a strange land indeed it's a strange times pandemic land come on now how uh, oh my goodness yes we have resurrected the uok series <laughs> so that we can and answer today, <laughs> so we can answer and we answered it point blank today we said uok sis nope it's a pandemic so this is where we are <laughs> that is the answer nope not okay. And y'all yes, gonna sir. get these pandemic check-ins Love. until further notice. <laughs> <laughs> that is where we are. We still have our joy, so that's good. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We still have our joy. Joy. Know, the world didn't give it, so the world can't take it away. So come on, come, come on, God is come on, come <laughs> on. But yeah, how are y'all doing? I mean. How are you doing? Wow. Um, well, How? because of different um, medical issues for me mm-hmm. in 2020, I've already mm-hmm. spent more time inside my house <laughs> than right. outside. Right. So I'm this, I'm a pretty much a 50-50 mixture of old hands, like the like serious OG social distancer. Um, right. And done with it. Day one done. That's my mixture. Like, I'm a pro at this. And also, yeah. I need a vacation from right. this before it even right. began. Um, but for sure, being home with my babies, it's like, man, that's, I, I got, I, it's a blessing to have a full house. So I'm thankful for them. Um, mm. And they're probably, you know, going to make noise in the background anyway. So... <laughs> It's a yes. different kind of recording situation because yeah. we yeah. are all over each other. We're all on top of each other. So, again, it's like a sweet thing. And also it's a, woo, get out of my face thing at the same time. <laughs> Which I think we can all relate to, mm-hmm. I think. How about you, C? Exactly. That's funny. This this sense of like, I love you so much. I'm glad you're here. Now go away. So mm-hmm. that's, <laughs> that's real yep. tough. Um, I think, you know, so... I do not like, um, you know, doing multiple tasks. Like the the multitasking myth is for real a myth. And I, mm. working at home lends itself to that even more because there's so many things in my face. Um, and um, so, yeah, there's a lot of that going on. Still trying to 
juggle all kinds of projects and um, homeschooling and uh, caring for local church issues. Um, and then people and the people are always around. So all of that's happening at the same time. Before we started this recording, I was listening to a Facebook Live prayer, uh, working out, and at times texting back and forth with a staff member. So that's that's a lot. It's <laughs> a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't, I don't like. There are people who they, they pride themselves on busyness. I'm like, mm, I just know that's not healthy or sustainable. Um, so I, that's not the street I want to live on for a long time. So. Um, there are there are good things in the midst of this, which is that it's allowed me to get in touch with people who I don't chat with as frequently, and I've been able to talk with them more. And they're people who just you know they crack me up, or they're they also are like deep wells of spiritual wisdom. So it has it has given me more time to kind of enjoy people that I may not have as much contact with. Mm. And what about you, E? How what's really going on? Well, um, yeah, it's been a developing situation every day. Um, you know, uh, I am finding myself very grateful for, you know, for family, you know, that I'm not by myself um, because I think it would be a much, um, I don't know, a, a, a completely different um, experience if I were, you know, um, completely by myself. So I'm grateful for that. Um, just find myself that, thanking God for his mercies, um, to be quite honest, um, because I've just, just been learning that there have been people that, um, have received positive, um, test results in that they, they tested positive for, um, COVID that were uh, surrounded by me, you know, um, during my trip, you know, to Nigeria and I, and I was sick. Um, and so I'm grateful to be one that responded, you know, um, that recovered and had mild, you know, um, uh, symptoms. So I, I'm just grateful, um, to God for that because I, I've, um, been hearing, you know, news of friends, you know, family members and, um, and whatnot who are in ICU and who are critical and whom they're worried about and who they're in the COVID ward, you know, so I know it could have gone another way. Um, and so I'm grateful, you know, for that and just really thanking God for, the little things that we consider to be little, but that are big, you know, that are actually really big and that actually matter, you know? So I'm, I find myself really grateful for that. Um, and just praying, you know, for people when I'm seeing texts come through or people even on Twitter timeline saying my husband is critical, you know, and needs oxygen or, you know, um, it's just really, um, it's sad to see the way how this thing is getting closer and closer to home, uh, if you will. And so it's, um, it's sobering. I mean, I like to think I always live pretty soberly, but, um, I think it's really cutting out, um, the fat, so to speak, quote unquote, um, you know, in my life and you know, helping me to see what really matters. Um, so yeah, I, you know, it's been, I'm not functioning on my normal routine. I have not exercised, um, since probably the beginning of March, you know, which is unusual for me, but I, I just haven't, I haven't, I wasn't well, um, you know, and now I'm, I'm recovering, but also mm-hmm. just, yeah. I'm not, I'm trying to be gentle with myself and not force myself to do what I used to do, you know, um, under the, these are not, these are abnormal circumstances. You know, I just saw a tweet that said a pandemic is not a writing retreat. 
these are the facts, you know, like this is, you know, so I'm just trying to like, you know, just like, you know what, let's isolate, let's do what I need to do, wash my hands, do everything, you know, and get through the day, you know, by God's grace, you know, every day does feel kind of like Groundhog Day. Um, cause you know, the days of the week don't seem to matter anymore. I think it's Thursday. I'm not completely sure. Um, but you know, <laughs> you know, these are the things that I'm just like, you know what, I, I'm grateful. I'm grateful for health and, um, and just continuing to pray that the Lord would heal people and turn it around, you know, cause I know that he can, and I know that he's able, um, to do those things, um, but yeah, but I know that a lot of people are struggling um, and people are dying. Um, and so I find myself trying to really get down to what matters um, and preach the gospel, you know. So, um, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at, y'all. Mm-hmm. No, that's I, where I'm at. We talked about this, I think, the other day that there's something about it's not just the coronavirus or just these particular these social moments, um, or even on a, on a micro level, um, really impactful personal moments, like the, the death of, of a child or a family member, et cetera, that bring, bring about like either bizarre or clarifying behavior. And I mm. think that I've been witnessing yes. bizarreness as well as <laughs> clarifying mm. moments. Mm. Uh, for people and even within myself, you know, so um, it is something to really be thinking about staying. I think staying encouraged at this time and while also being an honest person is a really hard balance for a lot of people. And mm. I, my mental health is, is tied to truthfulness. So I can't. So delusion actually um, harms me. But I recognize that for a lot of people, and I'm sure I have all kinds of layers of pockets of delusion, despite me saying that, but um, overt delusion, like overt denial of something being bad and then acting like it's not bad. Um, there's just no healing in that for me. Um, but I'm wondering what, what wisdom you all would, would muster for people who are trying to be joyful as also, and also truthful at the same time. Mm. Well, um, I think, so I had, um, put out this, uh, you know, altar call yesterday, literally, literal come to Jesus moment. Like, look, y'all, like, you know, because I know that this thing is, it's, it's bad, you know? Um, and the, the truth of the, the matter is that we haven't hit the peak, you know, um, in America. And according to the reports, we are on track to have the worst, um, outbreak. Um, and so, you know, that's, these are the facts that's true. Um, but I think, what has sustained me or what I've had to start to do is because I can't really rely on kind of what my normal, well, my pre-pandemic, you know, routine used to be like, truthfully, I haven't been able to journal, to be honest. I don't know what it is. I just cannot seem to journal um, right now. Um, And so I, so what I have been doing is trying to cling to what is, true eternal truth right um that's found in in the gospel um and so yeah see you had put out a devotional the other day or encouraging message video message whatever you want to call it i call it a devotional you know and just talking about the importance of of you know of 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 clinging to what's true 
you know, not hiding from it, not running from it. Um, and uh, talking about the higher realities, I think you said, you know, and so, and knowing that that is a true discipline, like, you know, to, to, to do that instead of, not that you can't consume news all day. Um, but, but also having to, um, uh, uh, temper that, you know, with what is true, that, that God is sovereign, that God is a good God, a gracious God, merciful, even in the midst of this pandemic, um, that he looked, that he sits high and he looks low, you know, like, and that his thoughts toward, he thinks about me, like, you know, he has his thoughts about me number the sands of the seashore, like literally trying to recall all of those things and those realities, you know, to my mind. And so, um, yesterday when I put out the, the, uh, not conference call, sorry, we've had so many conference calls, um, altar call, you know, yesterday, you know, people were messaging me a lot of what people were messaging me about were, um, people would say that they're believers, but they're, you know, they're not sure about their own salvation. Like they were, they needed assurance. There's, they struggle with eternal security, right? Um, and assurance, you know? Um, and I just found myself, um, taking them of course to John, um, 28, um, or 27 to 30, um, where Jesus talks about, you know, all those who the father gives me, like no one can snatch you out of my hand, you know? Um, and so, so just, just recalling that truth, like I'm legitimately safe in the hands of Jesus, like literally that is true. Um, whether I have coronavirus or not, uh, whether you're intubated or not, you know, um, that is real. And that, because we're children of God, that doesn't mean that we'll escape, you know, um, death, right? Um, it doesn't mean that we'll escape sickness. It doesn't mean that we'll escape, you know, any of these things. You know, the rain does fall on the just and the unjust. But the reality is that um, we will escape, um, how can I say, eternal death, you know, uh, and separation from Christ. Those things matter. Um, and it might seem dramatic to people, but it's not. Um, I think that think in the coming weeks we're going to uh, many of us will be face to face with this reality you know of of COVID-19 and how it's impacting us whether that means we lose people that we know or yeah. or we know people that you know that are that are positive or ourselves are we positive you know and I think these are the the truths that we have to hold on to it seems dramatic quote unquote right now but it's not this is real um, we don't know who's going to, um, who will be on, who, who will be on the other side of, the, of this pandemic. We don't know who will survive. Um, and I don't mean that to alarm anybody, but I'm, I, I, what I'm trying to get us to understand is that we have, um, we, we can, we can have peace even in the midst of a storm. We can have peace like a river, the way that Jesus had peace during, while he was sleeping in the midst of that storm, we can, we can have that too. Um, during this. Now there's moments where we're going to freak out and that's okay. Like, you know, um, I think when God says, you know, don't be fearful, you know, those, it, it doesn't mean that you're in sin when you're fearful. Like, you know what I'm saying? God is saying you have better reasons, you know, to not fear. And I'm the reason I have you. I love you. I'm taking care of you. You know, like I'm going to, you are, I saved you to the uttermost, you know, your salvation is not contingent upon your level of faith. It is contingent upon the object of your faith, which is Jesus Christ alone. So cling to me, continue right. to look to me, continue to um, um, trust in me. So 
So anyway, so I don't know if that's making sense, but I, I've, I've really been trying to, people that have messaged me, um, I have been trying to give them that reality that God has you in his grip. He will not let you go, you know, and if you ain't sure, pray. Let's pray that the Holy Spirit would help to make the fruits of repentance manifest in your life, that yeah. we will be bearing fruit and keeping re- repentance um, because we don't know the day or the hour. We yeah. do not know. Um, so yeah, so those things have been giving me joy. Uh, maybe that doesn't sound joyful, but that's been giving me joy. You know, I'm the type of person that thinks about my death, like pretty much every day or every other day. So, um, you know, I don't know if that's a morbid thing. I just think that I've, I, I think wisdom says that we should, um, learn to number our days. That's what the scriptures say. And so I think about it often. So to me, that's not a morbid thought. Um, but but yeah, we have to live with eternity in view. And so that's what I've been trying to give people, you know, not hope on you getting another job, not hope on you making income now. These are all really real legitimate like things, but not hope on not hope on you even getting married. I know. Like, you know what I'm saying? Not even hope on you having kids. Like th- these are all good desires, all good desires that y'all know I've been praying for. But look, at the end of the day, that stuff really doesn't seem to matter right now like it, it just it just doesn't um and so i think we we just have to trust and believe that the lord's going to bring us bring us out by god's grace in his way and i don't we don't always know what that looks like mm-hmm. and what would you say uh i mean i think there's well first of all just echoing an amen especially to the idea that clinging to a truth that you know is unchanging. <laughs> Come on. Come on. There's a lot of change in truth. Uh, Come like on. The old folks used to say this. That's <laughs> what it is. That's the kind of truth that changed clothes. Um, and I'm not, yes, yes. you know, I'm not interested in an actual wolf who just continues to murder sheep so he could slide into their skin. You know, that's not mm. what we are, that's not what we are here for. So I, I do think that clinging to uh, truth unchanged is mm, is mm-hmm. really our rock. Uh, yes, I've yes. been reflecting. My dad and I are doing a preaching series on Saturday mm. and Sunday this weekend. Um, I think we're calling it a household of hope. He wants to call it. There's hope in the house. But I'm like, mm, okay. Mm, okay, you know, the generations <laughs> are showing themselves. <laughs> but, uh, but that gives it. me joy to uh, to study and to get ready to to speak the word of God through through tears through trembling, yeah. um, but also through the stories that we have. You know, I say this all the time, but the generations can speak to each other, and our yeah. old folks and our young folks can really minister to each other right now. Uh, I just have been using social media in different ways. You know, we talked about trying to limit our exposure to the news, but we can also hop on social media and tour art museums or hop on social media and party with DJ D nice for like nine hours. And then Questlove got that after party going on. So, you know, there's just so many things uh, we can do. Makata museum, Schomburg arts, um, Schomburg Research Center in Brooklyn, when I think and pray about saints and friends in New York, I think and pray through some of the collections that are available. And I think that having wisdom and worship 
to make it alliterative, having wisdom and worship takes up so much of my brain space where fear would live that I begin to realize that it is actually those two things that keep God's witness ever before me. Mm. Because the witness of the saints in scripture is, I I went through this plague, (laughs) Um, fiery serpents in the desert, Um, just enslavement for 400 years, crying Mm. out to a God they forgot because it had been so long since he had looked over the battlements of glory and opened up a window of heaven and sent them deliverance. And I, I really believe that we are in a time where the Lord is alive and the Lord mm, has a come name on. and yes. the Lord has a witness and the Lord has a physical body. And mm, come on. Uh, the way that I feel right now is um, wisdom and worship keep God's witness um, alive for me. Come on. Amen. So, yeah, we'll definitely continue uh, to talk through these things. It is time for a commercial break. I'm so glad we're ending on uh, a positive and happy note. And our resident doctor will answer the question right after this when we come back. Hey, y'all. In these times where we are all cooped up in our house under quarantine, many people are purchasing books or just reading books that they've had on their shelves. And so we want to share with you all this brand new book by author Jasmine Holmes. She is a black millennial mom living in Jackson, Mississippi with her husband, Philip, and her two young sons. The book that she's written is Mother to Son, Letters to a Black Boy on Identity and Hope. And in this collection of powerful letters to her young son, Jasmine Holmes shares about her journey as an African-American Christian and what she wants her son to know as he grows and approaches the world as a black man. As you all know, this is a very broken world. Um, We deal with many adversities, particularly as black women. And so Jasmine Holmes is um, letting us in to her own life and into her own personal narrative as she speaks to her, her son, whom she loves dearly, about the challenges he'll face and who he is in Christ. So make sure you pick up Mother to Son and to learn more and get bonus content, you can visit mothertosonbook.com. And of course, we never leave y'all without a little discount now. So our Truth Table listeners can save 40% on Mother to Son when you order at ivypress.com using the promo code TRUTH20. This offer expires September 30th. That's the promo code TRUTH20 at ivypress.com to get 40% off of Mother to Son, Letters to a Black Boy on Identity and Hope. Buy the book and get your deal, y'all. We are back. From our break, welcome back to the table, sisters. Mm-hmm. Hey, hi. That's hey, right. The doctor is in the house. Yeah. <laughs> the what words of wisdom would you have for us today, C? I, you know, I don't have a whole lot of words of wisdom. <laughs> but you, but what? And you, that's okay. What you said to me, Michelle? Uh, what you were just saying, Michelle, before our break? This reflection on scripture. I just. I just want to talk about how important it is to have scripture stored up in your heart because mm. it is in the midst of these types of uncertainties that I, that 
passages and narratives bubble up. And I mean, sermon scripture from decades ago bubble up. Um, Song lyrics that have catechized us bubble up. And it's in these moments where the I'm, I'm borrowing courage, um, mm-hmm. faith from what God has already done, that God is our present help. So I was praying with some folks earlier today and saying that we look at, you know, Psalms passage of when it talks about God as a present help in times of trouble and God is near is that's a reminder to us. He's present. He's with us, but he's not present sitting on a, sitting on a, like a, a lazy boy chair with his arms folded and his eye up as this 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 um this this uh, detached father figure, uh, but instead God is present and near, um, more like <laughs> more like a, a kindergarten teacher who's on the ground eye level with a child, mm-hmm. uh, and and God is not just present, but God is also helping us, and so it's just the the bubbling up of Scripture, and I would just encourage all of us to continue to push Scripture down into us because those words of truth will spring out um, when we most need them. You know, God is speaking to us through God's word. Um, and those passages, those songs, those words of wisdom are bubbling up when we need them most. And I'm, I'm thankful for that. So I, I, I think my only wisdom would be to look for that and to continue to pour God's word into us, into ourselves um, during this particular season. Amen. Yes. Yep. I know that we also wanted to spend some time uh, praying about what is happening, and um, just and we all have some specific prayer concerns to to lift we do. up. So we do, we do. Even before that, though, I'm thinking also it'd be fun maybe for even us to talk about what what are how are we um, pulling into laughter? What's what's making us laugh? You know. Um, uh, and then we can pray. I'm thinking, what's making us laugh? What is getting us? How are we getting over? Of course, through prayer and um, recalling scripture and those things. But what is, yeah, like how are y'all having fun, you know, or finding those little pockets of just laughter and comic relief, you know, um, in the midst of this? My kids are running around right now. There's something about <laughs> They're so loud. (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, And every time I say the words, wow, they're so loud. Everyone in my family looks at me and kind of like tilts their head to the side. Like, are you saying that? Really? That's funny. Um, Look who's talking. Right. Right. Uh, So that's like automatic laughter for a good long time. Um, And definitely group chats. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Group chats, family. How about you, C? Oh man, you know we're going to do a whole episode on this, I think, because um, just the Black Twitter, the memes alone deserve their own like. Comedy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, and that would be fun. That would be fun. I think it's fascinating to me how it, the skill it takes, and like <laughs> maybe the cultural socialization of suffering. To be able to joke about a tragedy in a way that's um, that's really funny, but also not offensive, like that doesn't tear people down. Because <laughs> I've seen other people yes, yes. joke about this, and I'm like, mm, that wasn't funny. <laughs> and right. other people who can joke about it, and they know they know what are the edges or the margins of this, 
in the midst of real suffering that are still still worthy of laughter, right? And so mm-hmm. anyway, that's, mm-hmm. that's a whole that's a whole science to be able to do that well. And I I got to give a shout out to you know Black Twitter and the history of Black comedy's ability to be able to do that well. I've been um to the other night I we did a uh, Zoom family feud game with friends from I missed that. Sorry. That's okay. We'll do another one for you. Um, with friends around the country. And I'm telling you, we had a blast. We had so much fun. Um, <laughs> and it was, and then after that, we did a little bit of karaoke. Um, and I mean, just, it was, it was a good time. And there were people who I, I adore, but I don't get to see very much. And even though I'm not truly seeing them in person, it was good to still see their faces, to, to see that they're well. Um, and it just makes you so grateful. Um, that people are okay. Like people, you know, like oh, yeah. are well enough, you know, at the end of January, I was, I was really sick for about a week and a half. And it's, um, I reflect on that now about just how every moment when you have health in your body, like mm-hmm. to use that, <laughs> to use yes. to take it for yes. and to see people well, you know, Kim needs it for you to be well enough to be chatting on the phone and to be doing this recording and, that is a blessing. And why would we waste time not delighting? Why would we waste time not laughing or finding moments to, to joke around or to cackle, as we say? Um, so I've been trying to grab a hold of, of those moments. Yeah, no, that's good. Because, I, I mean, I know people that literally can't talk on the phone because of shortness of breath. Like, they're like, please just text. You know, so you're right. Like, using your health, right, and and putting it um, to good use. I think... Um, uh, M had mentioned, you know, the club quarantine DJ D nice. Um, but I, the other night, which I'm really happy I was on up until what, two in the morning with uh Swiss beats and Timberland, they were having a beat battle. And, um, I think I told y'all, <laughs> I think I told y'all I'm even on brand. I'm even on brand during a pandemic. <laughs> so, so they were doing a beat battle, of course, through their catalog, like playing all the beats that they've made. And well, actually not all of them, right? Because we would have been here until now. Um, and so just playing, you know, uh, Swiss would play his beat, then Timbaland would play his. And then we'd be like, we were in the IG live saying, oh, Timbo got this one. Oh, no, Swiss got this one. Oh, oh, I forgot that Swiss made that beat. You know, so, so I thoroughly enjoyed that beat battle the other night or maybe two, I think it was two nights ago um so yeah that's been giving me joy and I'm hoping I need Jermaine Dupre and Diddy to do a beat battle because mm. now that would be a really really I think I'm evenly matched you know competition right there so anyway Timberland won in my opinion um but yeah, anyway, so that really gave me a lot of joy. Of course, y'all know I be sending y'all all these memes that I see. I just, it's just hilarious. Um, and yeah, and so that, that's been giving me joy. I'm really grateful, you know, to be with my family. And um, yeah, I'm glad I have a good relationship with my family too, because I'm sure folks that don't have such a great one are probably really losing it right now with the quarantine. But um uh, that's not the case, you know, for me. So I'm grateful for that. So I'm, I'm finding a lot of joy in those, um, in those things. Um, but yeah, I guess we, this would be a good time for us to pray um, about all the things um, that that have popped up, or even in our world that we've been seeing either on the news um, that we know of personally, 
Um, and so that's what we will do is that we, we we're going to um, lead y'all in prayer. Um, and so I guess I'll start off and who wants to close? I'll close. That's fine. Sure. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, I will um, start us off. Um, Father God, I just thank you. Uh, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This is the day that you have made, Lord, and we will rejoice and be glad in it um, in our homes, um, which we have and we're we're grateful to have because we realize that there are many people under this quarantine, homeless people who don't have a place to call home, who don't have easy access to wash their hands. Shout out to Terrence Lester, um, who's installing, you know, um, um, portable wash stations for the homeless even right now, God. Um, I just pray even that you would be with them, God, that you would cover them as they, as um, the homeless community has also um, experienced its first COVID death. Lord, I pray that you, oh Lord God, would cover them and keep them. Um, um, uh, make your face shine upon them, oh God. Make it clear to them that you see them, that you care, that you love them, oh Lord God. I pray, oh God, that that um, people will look out for their well-being, that they they would make sure that they are fed and taken care of and cared for, Lord Jesus. Um, and I pray, oh Lord God, for um, other uh, 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 vulnerable people right now, like pregnant women, oh Lord God, who are who are carrying another life within them, oh God. I just pray, Father God, that you, oh Lord God, would be a hedge of protection around every single pregnant woman, Lord God, here in America and around the globe, oh Lord God, as we are all experiencing this pandemic together, Lord. I pray, oh God, that you, oh Lord, would keep your hands upon their wombs, oh Lord, that each and every child, oh Lord God, that's in the womb, oh Lord, would um would develop uh, uh, healthily oh lord that 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 you would pr- protect those little unborn babies oh lord from getting this virus oh lord that they would all come to full term oh lord god and that they would have um a healthy healthy deliveries oh lord god that the moment that they exit oh lord god their mother's womb that they would come into this world screaming oh lord god because that and that scream is a sign of life oh lord god so i'm just praying father god that you would um protect every pregnant woman lord that you father god would um help them to cast their anxieties upon you, Lord, that you they would be protected from this virus, Lord Jesus, that they would have all the food and the nourishment that they need to continue to sustain the life that is within them, oh God. Um, I pray, Father God, that they would have all the support that they need, Lord. I'm also thinking about um, the pregnant woman in New York um, who now have to give birth to their child with um, only their uh, medical providers around them, oh God, because they're fearful that, you know, anybody else, any partners um, or any other visitors, oh Lord, could have be carriers of the virus, Lord. I just pray, oh God, that you would give them supernatural strength and grace and strength, oh Lord, uh, to be able to deliver uh, their precious children, oh Lord God, um, with even without that moral support, oh God, from their partners and family members, Lord God, I just pray, Father God, that that you would be with them and cover them. And also black women, oh Lord, who are, we are still, you know, experiencing these, um, medical disparities oh lord god particularly for pregnant black women lord we pray father god that these these um the the black babies oh lord that they oh lord god would um 
would live, oh Lord, and not die, that the mothers would live and not die um, on the table, Lord. I just pray, Father, that you would cover them and keep them, oh Lord, um, and that you, Father God, would be glorified even in all of this madness, Lord God. You are still in control, Lord. So I just continue um, to also pray for those who have been afflicted with the COVID-19 virus, oh God. I pray, Father God, for miraculous healings, oh Lord God. Um, we don't have a vaccine yet, but Lord, we know and we pray um, that you, oh Lord God, would give doctors, researchers, wisdom to create a vaccine, oh Lord, that is free and accessible to everyone around the, the globe, Lord Jesus. I pray, Father God, that you, oh Lord God, would um, cause those who have been um, admitted into the ICU with this um, COVID-19, those who have been intubated, Lord, I pray that they will be extubated, Lord God. I pray that those that were in critical condition and in the ICU would be moved to the um, um, to a different ward, a stable ward, Lord God, showing, oh Lord God, that they are progressing and recovering, Lord Jesus. I pray for healing, oh Lord, all of those who are feeling the shortness of breath, oh Lord God, and, and needing ventilators, Lord, I pray that they would get it, Lord, and I pray, Father God, that you would cause that oxygen to go through their lungs, oh Lord God, and that you would fight this virus on their behalf, oh Lord. Heal them, Lord God. I'm praying for miraculous healing, Lord, and I pray for comfort for those who have already lost loved ones, oh Lord, and they can't even bury them. They can't even be at their funeral. They can't even, they couldn't even say their goodbyes to them, Lord. Would you be near to them, O God? Would you lift their gaze toward you, O Lord God, and help them to know that you are even with them, even in this suffering, Lord. So be near, cover and keep them, Lord. And I pray, Father God, for those who are on the brink of death, Lord, I pray that you will pull them out, Lord. I pray, Father God, that they will continue to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living, Lord. So I lift up all of these um, prayer requests to you, Lord, and I know that you hear us, oh Lord God. It's all in the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. Psalm 61 says, hear my cry, O God, attend mm. unto my prayer. Yes, yes. In the yes. earth, I will cry unto you. And when my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. Mm. For you have been a shelter for me and a strong tower from the enemy. I will abide in your tabernacle and your tents forever. I will trust in the cover of your wings. Um, creator and redeemer and comforter, God, our beloved, blessed three, we are overwhelmed in our hearts. Um, we're overwhelmed yes. in our bodies. And we are crying, literally, oh God, from the ends of the earth. And so we need a rock. We need a shelter. We need a stone that the builders once rejected, that we know is now the cornerstone. We need, Lord, also a Savior who is acquainted with grief. We need one mm. who is unafraid of the leper. One who is looking by the wayside as he passes down the road and chooses to go into the places where no one else would go. To reach out, to touch, to heal, to draw near. We need a great physician who gives an abundant supply of the water and daily bread of life. And so, Lord, if you would. If you would stop by 
our bedsides. If you would wake us with energy and with some amount of faith, even if it's that mustard seed faith, let us feel like it's heavier and greater because Lord, we are afraid for our working class Amen. beloved today. Amen. We are terrified for the people who have to ride the bus. We're yes. terrified for the people who have to drive the bus. Mm. Lord, I am scared for mm. the young people who just got their little McDonald's job. They just got mm, their yeah. little job at their little restaurant. They just got mm. approved to drive for Lyft or Uber or for Grubhub. And mm. now if they stop, who's going to feed their baby siblings that they're already caring for at home? How are they going to provide daycare when the daycare closes and they have to work? How are they going to go and be a cashier when everyone who comes and spends cash is a potential exposure to this virus, Lord, we need mm. someone who is acquainted with the anxiety, the grief, and the sheer amount of trepidation of living day to day as a member of a class that is the most undervalued and relied upon. Oh God, will you be a shelter? Will you answer the cries? from the ends of the earth that are coming from the working poor. Holy Spirit, we also need you in the hallways and the bedrooms and boardrooms of people in the medical profession. We need you inside the minds of people who are involved in mental health care. Help us, oh God, to see, to encourage, to do whatever tiny amount we can, folks like us who are not taking care of patients impacted by this disease day in and day out, help us to know or to find some way to encourage the people that we need on the front lines of this who are literally risking their lives without proper protective gear, who are literally risking their sanity by trying to figure out how to ration the already inadequate time that they have to give people who are literally putting their families at risk by going to work because they have to and knowing they will be exposed, possibly sickened, and certainly lose time and even potentially their lives to a great enemy um, that, that we know you have cursed. We know you've cursed this disease because you already came to earth to show us that you have power over everything that destroys the crown of your creation. And so we're praying boldly today that you would maintain the sanity, the favor, and the faith of the folks whose hands you have set to the task of physical and medical care. We're praying in presumption today because you've told us to come to you like children. And, and my precocious children wake up every day assuming that they will be fed. My children mm. wake up every day assuming that I will look upon them with love, with grace, and with mercy. And so I am expecting a miracle of your loving kindness, of your tender mercy, oh God, and of the breath of life. I'm expecting a miracle 
of your salvation for doctors and nurses hmm. who are crying, hiding in storage closets and crying because they can't do it no more. I'm expecting a miracle of the sweet comfort of your Holy Spirit, oh God, to come to bring that beautiful bedside manner to the rooms of our elderly beloved who are still in the working class, who are still unable to sit at home, who have to get up and have to go work at these daycares. They have to go and work in kitchens at hospitals. They have to go and work as techs themselves. We pray, oh Lord, because we know that you hear us from the ends of the earth and we know that you are the rock that is higher and deeper, more wise and worthy of all praise. You are the rock that is higher than all of the hearts who are so overwhelmed. Amen. Gracious God, our Father, Lord, we thank you. We thank you that we can come to you praying. We thank you that because of the blood of Jesus Christ, we are a part of the royal priesthood of believers. And in this priesthood, we are called to intercede. We are to intercede on behalf of our neighbors. And, oh God, we're even to intercede on behalf of our enemies. And, Lord, um, we are mindful that you are the king who reigns now and will always reign. Isaiah 9, 7 reminds us that of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. This is Jesus's government. And he will reign on David's throne over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. Oh God, let your zeal accomplish this very thing. Let us be reminded of the perfection of your government as we look to the inadequacies, the lovelessness of our own government and governments around the world. And even not just the lovelessness, but the incompetence, oh God. And so I ask by your mighty hand, your mighty hand, O oh Lord, that you would be at work turning and changing the mind and the heart of rulers. I ask that justice would reign and that you would give the grace of justice, that you would cause leaders both nationally and globally and locally um, to fear you to fear you deeply, O oh God, to be brought to their knees in awe of who you are and that they will have to give an account for how they have treated your image bearers, how, have, how they have treated those uh, who are the least of these, how they have ignored those on the margins, O oh God. Give them a deep burden for that, a pain, an anguish that grips them down, that buckles them, O oh God. And then as they hit their bottom of despair, a despair that we almost must come to when we come to the ends of ourselves. Let them look up to you to find hope and the way in which they ought to go. Bless them with abundant wisdom, with compassion, with love, with resource, our local, our national, and our global leaders right now. And I ask, oh God, by your mighty hand that you remove and you put into place those who are equipped to serve in this moment, oh God. I ask that you would use your people to bring about the vaccine 
for this illness. Lord God, you have created us in your image. You have created us to be to be creative. And everything that we need is here. Um, it is among us, um, the resources that we need to treat medical conditions. So I ask, Lord, that you would take us, your creative people, and that you would use us to bring forth vaccinations, tests that are available and affordable. Um, I ask that you would bring forth the resources, the wisdom, the knowledge, and that you would frustrate the plans of anyone whose idol is capitalism and wealth that would be seeking to just make money in this crisis, that would be seeking to monetize and capitalize the very resources, the very equipment that doctors and nurses need, that would be seeking to get rich off of a cure, off of a vaccine, but instead, oh God, buckle them, buckle them under the weight of your glory, under the weight of your holiness, oh Lord, and make them to do that which is right, Make us to throw away our idols of our political notions and clinging to our money and to our resources, but instead, or clinging to the idea of the life that we thought we ought to have, oh God, but instead help us to be in love deeply with you, the God who is our present help even right now. So we pray for wisdom for leaders and we pray, oh God, for a cure, for a vaccine and for testing. And we ask these things for our good and for your glory. In Christ's name, we pray and we place our hope. Amen. 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 Thank you all so much for just your your candor, um, your honesty, some cackles um, in prayer. Um, and, of course, we want to thank our listeners for sitting at the table with us Um and I would just love for we would love to hear from y'all. Please check in with us um, on our on our social medias, of course. Let us know. Email us. You know, let us know how you're doing uh, during this uh, pandemic. Uh, let us know um, your thoughts and where you're at. Mm -hmm. uh, so let's yeah keep the conversation going. Tweet us, of course. Comment, you know, on our Instagram. Uh, we try to do those check-ins to just to see how you guys, y'all are doing and you do reply and we appreciate that. And of course, you guys know you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Truce Table. You can also email us your thoughts at asktrucetable at gmail.com. Uh, of course, don't forget to rate and review the show on iTunes and subscribe on your favorite podcast player. Truce Table has a Patreon account so y'all can send your love offerings to patreon.com slash truce table or you can bless us at our paypal which is paypal.me slash truce table uh, truce table is made possible in part by potestary studios visit potestary.com for the highest in quality online audio entertainment our producer for the show is joshua heath and our executive producer is bo york and we have been your hosts akemini michelle and christina we'll see you soon on the next truce table bye y'all